Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, James Gressel. With me today are fun people, Beth and Mike. Say hi, fun people. Hi! Hey. We're here. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us plus Gressel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the three of us. <laughs> yeah, this is our second, uh, what we're calling now, bridge episode between seasons two and three. Uh, we had Juno's episode come out last week, and now we're going to, if you haven't figured it out already, have a Margarine and Fletch adventure. <laughs> yeah. We've never had an adventure. Nope. We have not. This is crazy. This is something, yeah, we, when we were talking about what to do in between here, we realized that uh, Fletch and Margarine haven't had a solo long term. You've had, like, scenes, mm-hmm. yep. but not storylines, like some of the other... Like right. every other pairing, I think. Yeah. There that's... hasn't been a Juno and Zabbis. There hasn't been a Margarine and Zabbis either. That's true. Yeah. yeah Zabbis, need... Zabbis is probably going to have a pretty heavy season three, it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, taking the time between seasons here to uh, explore the characters a little bit in a different way than we did last time. Uh, last time we did the table for two discussion episodes. Um, but this time, since nobody's multiclassing or making kind of big character decisions and stuff like that, we're going to let the characters speak for themselves through the magical art of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> so magical. But before we get into whatever we have in store for you guys today, uh, let's have some food. Yes. It's pie. It's pie. It's so good. Joel and I kind of accidentally started a dessert thing for these mm-hmm. um, because we did for Juno's Trace Leche's cake. Oh, mm. yeah, that's okay. What is that? It's three milks. It's oh. just it's sponge cake soaked in like sweet milk. Could he? Did he? He did it? eat it. Oh, my uh, God. he had a bunch of lactates and, okay. and he ate it. I can't attest to how he felt later. <laughs> He's um, crying when he got home. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> the improviser is just like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> do it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun now. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like if you made like peanut butter pie and i was just like well i'm gonna need an EpiPen." <laughs> uh, uh, yeah but that would be more serious <laughs> that would be death yeah, yeah yeah that would be a big deal yeah please don't i will not as much as i love peanut butter personally yes, it is a good thing uh, but no i will not kill you off the show thanks in real in life, real life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're keeping up the dessert thing and you guys will find out why i wanted to try to think of something uh that was kind of cloud-like Mm. Um, and when I thought of clouds and food, the thing that sprung to mind for me was meringue. So we had some lemon meringue pie. I love lemon meringue pie. It was good. Yeah. I usually don't, but it's, I'm, I'm growing older and I like that now. It's <laughs> like I didn't t- like meringue tartan. as a kid either. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated dessert. The idea of like, I was going to say the idea of sweetness and lemon together doesn't appeal to you as a child but that's super not true because warheads and lemon heads lemonade and yeah. Lemonade, lemonade yeah i take it back it's great i think it's the ratio it goes from super sweet less tart to more tart less sweet yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm into that I the like older the i get the less i'm into sweet and the more i'm into uh bizarre flavors <laughs> and yeah. meringue is just like grown-up marshmallow mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> is that what that is kind of i liked it we're gonna find out why uh, I was so uh, drawn to a cloud-like dessert uh, shortly as we get into the game. Um, before we get started, though, I want to uh, acknowledge that we have some new stuff on the table. We do. M- namely, dice. We have so much new, so many new dice. Yes. So much new dice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have two new sets. I'm looking at like solid gold die. They're not actually gold. That would be amazing if they were. <laughs> 
and then I also have these like jade dice that have these gold. Those are cool. Yeah. I like those a lot. Um, they have gold kind of like strewn inside them. We'll post them to our Instagram so you can see. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got them from Chessex when we were at Comic-Con. Um, w- one of my buddies uh, was working the booth and he was like, hey, come come stop by. And we're like, oh, cool. We, we need dice. And so we bought a bunch. And um, I told him that he also plays Dungeons and Dragons uh, with his fiance and a couple other his friends. They have a podcast that is called Demon Days, an actual play podcast. Demon Days is D-A-Y-Z. Yeah, and so their whole team, my understanding of it is that their whole team will play as one class. So right oh, now they're interesting. all they're all tieflings. One race. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, all one race. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Demon Days is an actual play podcast. And this is not sponsored, by the way. This is they were just so cool to no, give us a discount you, yeah, on these right, dice right, right. for Comic Con yeah. that I wanna I wanna throw some people throw some people their way. Yeah. Uh, Demon Days is an actual play podcast with a focus on fiends and the friends who play them. That's very fun. Each week sees the ongoing adventures of a party of devil or demon kin using a different gaming system per campaign. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a world that we haven't really explored uh, much at all. Yeah, we were there. And he's like, yeah, we're playing tieflings. And Mike and I looked at each other like, cool. Teethlings? We know that. Teethlings. Teeth? Teethlings. Yeah, I don't know this. I don't know if we said his name. His name's Andrew. Well, thank you, Andrew. Drew. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Uh, you guys picked up a couple sets for me, which was very, very generous. Uh, there's some blue and green sparkly ones that are particularly cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got the Stranger Things dice. Mike's yeah. dice yeah, are yours so Yeah, yours do straight sure. out of the upside down. Yeah, it's Gemini Black Starlight slash red. <laughs> yeah, the I'll, dice I'll, I'll themselves, they're blue and black, and then the letters are red. Yeah, it's very much, and I'm drinking out of a uh, Stranger Things <laughs> coffee mug that Gressel had. Yeah, mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Yes. Oh. And uh, of course, when you guys message me from Comic-Con, like, oh, what kind of dice would you look for? I had to say, well, I wouldn't say no to some maize and blue ones, mm. uh, yes. which uh, you got me some, which was very cool. And I have three sets, I realized, of maize and blue <laughs> dice. I can't have too many. So... Uh, hail, and uh, I hope that as football season comes closer, the Michigan Wolverines will critical hit all of their (laughs) football games. You can go to like wishing fountains and just like flick a dice dice in in. (laughs) (laughs) Just get real weird, super extra superstitious about it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Drew, for yes, for the dice you, hookup. And there's, uh, we, you also got a giant play mat. We don't play with a play mat. Oh yeah. Um, p- mostly because of the recording and how it'd be such a nightmare to try to make work with, um, what we do for the show. But I sometime for fun, we're gonna have to break that out because it's like the size of my table. It's, it's so big, huge, huge. <laughs> cool stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get uh, <laughs> let's get into it. So, uh, last we left you guys off, you had wrapped up the Raven's Quest, as we're calling it. Raven's Crest Quest? The Raven's Crest Quest. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a cereal box. Yeah. (laughs) So, we're going to pick you guys up. Uh, You are traveling back to Night's Pass, the five of you. You're going to regroup. At the mansion? Uh, yeah, at the mansion, yes. or wherever you uh, you feel you need to. Okay, uh, you, I feel the mansion. You do have the <laughs> you do have the lead that uh, Navia the Woods Witch might be able to help Fletch with with his condition. Oh, condition. right. Yeah. So uh, you're still I'm Rupert. Still Rupert. Still Rup- you're peeling. Mm-hmm. Still Rupert. You and ha- I. By the way, in between recording sessions, I found out that Rupert is not like a handsome butler as I had imagined no. him. No, he's horrible. Um, T- yeah. Horrific. He's uh he's Wormtail from Harry Potter. Yeah. So now yeah. you and I are just like a couple of weird wormtails. looking. Just, oh, just yeah. yeah. Just like weird crusty old people. 
You could not travel by boat up the river because it's it would be a long journey trying to fight the current. Um, plus, you guys did so well last time you were on a on a boat. <laughs> oh my gosh! I hate boats. <laughs> uh, you do not have Butter the horse with you or your cart, so you have been traveling by land. The journey has been going uh, pretty well for you. Uh, you haven't been waylaid by enemies or or anything in between Raven's Crest and the Moonshadow Valley. Uh, if you guys remember, Ravenscrest is one of the uh, northwesternmost uh, cities in the Talon Peninsula. So it borders, almost borders, uh, the Moonshadow Valley, the lands of Knights Pass and the Order of Galadoy. Uh, so you've been traveling, and uh, you've come to the point where you need to rest. You are not far from the lands of the Halfling Grocers Guild. You're probably still just a few days outside of the lands controlled by Knights Pass proper. Uh, so you're getting there, but you have come to a point where you need to rest. So you make camp. You're in the woods. Uh, it's very familiar. You're you're mostly comfortable. So all of you feel pretty good about uh, taking a little break. Uh, of course, Fletch and Zabbis don't sleep, uh, but you do, you know, kind of meditate or fall into a trance or well, whatever does you he? need to do. Because he's Rupert. Yeah, but that you still you're still. There's still elven blood. Marjorie and Juno and uh, Flack have all drifted off to sleep while the elves are taking their, their snooze. So that's where we're going to pick up. And Marjorie, you've been asleep for a little while now. It's, it's the middle of the night. Uh, how, how has Marjorie been sleeping? Not great. Not great? No, not great. Not since Jason died. She's been a little restless, waking up a lot at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, stepping on Pete's tail, rolling mm. ones, getting out of bed, you know. You wake up to try to get out of bed, you just roll dice, and it's like, a one. Uh, <laughs> that's uh. like putching snooze on the alarm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or forgetting to set the alarm in the first place. That's a fun thing to do, maybe, in the mornings. Like, roll when a first, one to see. No, like, when your alarm goes off, you, like, take a dice and roll it and see what you get. Do you get ten more minutes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. jeez. Oh, <laughs> not leaving that to jam. <laughs> So, so restless sleep, mm-hmm. restless sleep, but not tonight. Oh, not tonight. Tonight you've been maybe it's a particularly soft patch of earth. <laughs> maybe it mm-hmm. is. Maybe it's that you're getting closer to home. Maybe it's just something in the air. You don't know, but you are able to drift off a little bit easier than normal. You weren't troubled by any kind of dreams or anything. Uh, that is until uh, you wake up. You wake up. Then I was troubled by dreams after I woke up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You wake up and you're you feel very rested, and you look around, and even though it's nighttime, and you do have dark vision, mm-hmm. but despite despite that, things look very vibrant, um, almost more alive uh, than you're used to seeing. Uh, is world two? <laughs> it 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 feels a little bit like that. It feels a little it feels a little bit like the Fey world. There's there's an otherworldliness to what you're looking around. But I assume the colors are all the colors like, are all expected, normal, but the, yeah. but they're but they pop a little bit brighter. The mm-hmm. saturation's turned up a little bit, and you're looking around and you see your companions uh, resting. Even Zabbis is in some kind of you know deep trance, uh, and everybody else is conked out. Juno uh, appears to be having a very intense dream of some kind. He's been through a lot. <laughs> like, what does that look like, though? Yeah, he's, like twitching. Is he talking to himself? He is kind of muttering. Uh, you hear him muttering in a in a strange accent. Oh, um, there's a voice that uh, he's he's speaking with that uh, isn't Juno. 
it's uh, and you don't know if this is something he's dreaming of or or what is happening oh that's scary um it doesn't seem it doesn't seem bad Mm -hmm. um like he still looks somewhat peaceful but but you're like well that's weird (laughs) but it's juno and most things are weird when it comes to juno you're stepping around camp and then when you look back to the spot that you were laying in uh you see Uh margarine there Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> this is only the fourth time this has happened to me. Didn't like the other three. <laughs> you are definitely disembodied somehow from your corporeal form. There's no mushrooms around. Wasn't that <laughs> That was my thought was did we eat something that made us cuckoo? You hear a strong sound of wind blowing as if uh, whistling through some sort of opening. It's very loud. It's very strong, but none of the trees or anything are moving in the way that would make sense for this kind of sound. Am I moving? You're not moving, um, but you you feel this in your like hair. You feel that there is some kind of wind that's that's blowing uh, or through where whatever like n- not necessarily through the space that you're in because again the trees and stuff are moving. But you feel this on your disembodied body. Okay, since we're disembodied. Marjorie takes down her hair. <laughs> okay. Which she's never done before in <laughs> oh, this campaign. That's true. Yeah. It's very long. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, like Victorian. Ta- oh. Well, I guess you're really short. butt is only like yeah. a foot below <laughs> the top of her head. <laughs> I'm talking like, this is like, like a, a train. S- yeah, like a seven foot long hair Ew. span. And I just want, and it's wispy. I have a lot of hair, but it's very thin. Mm. But I want to just like Pantene Pro-V it out. <laughs> and have it be whooshed up by this wind because we're in astro time and that is probably fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it is it is billowing majestically yes uh behind you and the the smell that you catch in this wind is just intoxic- and i'm upwind of my hair yeah i was gonna yes. say it's not her own hair <laughs> no, no 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 it is definitely not your own <laughs> there's hair there's secrets in there <laughs> <laughs> the smell of this wind is is just intoxicating it's mm. it's every it's every scent that you margarine enjoy um somehow all at once like you're you know this is all the that sensory memory that you get from smells mm-hmm. is just on overload it's just like one good memory after another oh, cool is pinging around it's just a bunch of men bo <laughs> it's like every good hug and also like fire like warm fireplace fire like campfire fire yeah campfire fire oh, yeah yeah not not like uh explosions or yeah conflagrations cooking meat and then you get this vision in front of your face there's a flash of a half reptilian half bird-like face there's a snout there's scales a brilliant uh silver color but there's feathers too there's long um whisker-like things on this face and it's staring right at you and it has these brilliant shimmering eyes and then when the image disappears you see you're looking at fletch Rupert Fletch. And when you're looking at Rupert Fletch, you can see that there is another uh, kind of like overlaid on top of his Rupert body is Fletch as as you know him. But there's a kind of it's it's like a spectral overlay. There's this other image of him and mm-hmm. you realize this is his version of whatever is happening with you right now, but it's contained within him. And it's kind of fragmenting. It's like almost, it's not, it's not pixelating because it's not that like sharp, hmm. but it's like, it's like crumbs. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
it's almost like when you're like boiling water and like the bubbles come up. It's like the like the bubbles are the Ew. images of his fletchness, and they're like <laughs> bursting. I don't. This is not a good <laughs> astral projection. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. On top of the Rupert body. Mm, I'm glad I can't smell that. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> and then there's this big whoosh of wind that comes at your back, and if you feel like it's pushing you towards Fletch, what do you do? Uh. I I stand back. I don't. What's happening? Because I let my hair down. Like I'm not gonna move, but my hair is oh, definitely hair, gonna get yeah, into the bubbly situation. Oh yeah, your hair is definitely <laughs> yeah, like all uh-huh, forward. Forward. Yep. I'm just, just all of a sudden in a tent of my own hair, <laughs> and in front of me is like churning bubbly Fletch Rupert. <laughs> oh Rupert. no. Flupert. Flupert. And then you see that that image again of that of this face. Uh, and Do it's I like Jeremy? the face? It's not Jeremy the Owlbear. It's not Jeremy the Owlbear. It's mm-hmm. not an owlbear. It's, it's definitely lizard. more It's more reptilian. Oh, right. I wrote down lizard bird cat. It's very regal. You're getting kind of good vibes from it. Yeah. Like, like whatever this is seems friendly to you. Okay. But and everything smells nice. Everything smells nice. My body's over there. Your body's doing fine. There's like a, a small smile on your face. Like this is a sleep that you have not had in a while. So your body's doing fine. Okay. But something is trying to get you to go to Fletch. You can feel that you're kind of being drawn that way or being pushed that way, even though you're resisting. I go. Okay. I assess the situation. I decide, eh, fuck it. And I go. That has to be a terrifying image. If I like was looking at this and I just saw just like hair and a body like coming at me. <laughs> yeah, but right. all I like can see is this... it, like yeah. three foot tall cousin <laughs> Ed. Yeah, it's so scary. It's your wedding day. No. <laughs> Part the hair. Ew. Oh god. <laughs> As the kind of bubbling increases and it gets it's uh more like a rapid boil. Uh you're getting Ugh. you're getting an image now of Fletch. And you can see that he is distressed. What do you do? Oh, no. I try to cup, cup his face. And when you touch him, suddenly there is a huge whoosh of air, like from underneath. And you're propelled upward on this column of air that's like swirling uh, like a tornado, kind of. But it's, it's gentle, um, even though you're moving at an incredibly high speed. Oh, this feels like a magical girl transformation. <laughs> <laughs> With the hair and yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just spinning around, yeah. margarine. Just like, like shit coming of, out of your like hair. Silhouette. <laughs> like the ugly, gross version of that. Right. And all of her wrinkles are just like rippling. <laughs> oh, ew. Candy's flying out of pockets. And, ew. Oh my God, please somebody make that. <laughs> Candy turns into birds and twinkles. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's better than anything I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pivot that hard, <laughs> but I want to. Uh, Margin transforms into Fletch. Oh no! You're propelled upward on this on this on this column of air, uh, higher and higher and higher into the sky. And even though it's the night sky, uh, as you get higher and you see the forest below you, and you see the topography of the region, the valley, the Moonshadow Mountains in the distance. The Talon Peninsula behind you, you can vaguely make out before it shrinks into a dot, the great tree of Galamathir, the city of Night's Pass, uh, and you get higher and higher and higher until you're high up into the sky, and the night sky becomes a brilliant day, just the most blue, clear sky you can ever imagine, and it is in every direction, just sky. 
Wow. You have this beautiful wind in your face, the same smells. Your hair is billowing behind you. Uh, and I'm not a bird. You are not a bird, but you feel <laughs> underneath you. You feel in your, in your tiny little, little hands. Oh. Um, you're gripping a handful of, of what feels like just the softest down feathers. Like, Ooh. just so nice. Something like, like petting, I guess that it's a goose or a swan or something mm-hmm. that is just so nice and soft. Um, but when you look down, you see kind of like metallic almost scales is what you're touching. I'm on the lizard bird cat. I'm on him. <laughs> I saw his face and now I think I'm on him. Uh, it's a never ending story ass moment. <laughs> it is kind of a never ending story ass moment. You are on. It's Falcor. <laughs> Uh, you are on a long winged creature uh, with these t- tendrils coming off of its head. It has a frill on its the crest of its head, a long tail and body behind you, uh, and these brilliant silver wings stretching out uh, to either side uh, that are flapping very, very slowly, leisurely, but you are moving very quickly. Oh, and I'm alone. You are I touched alone. Fletch, but no, he did not come with me. Yes. Okay. You now hear a voice that says, your friend is in need. Yep. <laughs> Can confirm. You here to help? I am here to help. And I could tell that you were here to help. Hell yeah, let's party. <laughs> Quickly this way, and then it banks hard to the right, and you take this big curve, you almost fall off, uh, and you get, as you're kind of almost hanging off of this creature, you get a kind of better look at it, and you can tell that you're on what well, uh, roll, roll a, roll a nature check. Ooh, I have four different D-Tonies to now pick from. <laughs> uh, since we're astro projecting, I'm going to use this crystal clear die that I also picked up at Comic-Con. That is very cool. Because I do not have physical form. 13. 13. Okay, with a 13, you can recognize enough the fact that you are uh, interacting with what appears to be a young silver dragon. Oh, Whoa. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, that is not the lizard bird cat. I am not on the lizard bird cat. <laughs> I'm going to pet him and go, you're very soft. What's his name? Oh, I don't even ask. I didn't know I could ask a dragon its name. Maybe. Some dragons, okay, this is inner monologue. Some dragons are smart. Some dragons are mean. Do I risk it? This one seems nice. He smells good. <laughs> Does smell good. Smells great. Does he say anything when I compliment how soft he is? Uh, he says, thank you. Oh, you can't talk. What's your name? I'm Marjorie. Do you want some candy? The candy's going to have to wait, Marjorie. My name is Kerflippe. Oh. Kerflippe. <laughs> Kerflippe. That's a word in old person talk. Well, who do you think created the, the old person language, but if not the dragons? <laughs> <laughs> is that off the top of your head? Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, did I just tap into something deep? Uh-oh. Oh my god. Now you did. <laughs> Ker- Kerflip is the name? Kerflippe. Kerflippe. A Kerflippe is a flourish. Mm. Kerflippe. In, in old person language. <laughs> given, to, to, given to the world by the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest of people. The oldest of people. <laughs> Never too old to learn new things, I guess.
Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to our second bridge episode between seasons two and three. Uh, we have one more part of Beth and Mike next week, and then I bet you can figure out uh, what is going to follow that one up. Be sure to follow us on social media at dndndpod on Twitter and dndndpod on Instagram, or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who supported us on Patreon so far. We've had a really great first few weeks of launch since we launched the Patreon at the end of July. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a patron and getting some really cool rewards, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash pod. Patrons, for instance, got to listen to this episode yesterday. Uh, that's one of our rewards for just a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. You can hear uh, all of our episodes a little bit early. And there's a bunch of other great rewards, too. So head over to patreon.com slash pod want to thank some of those patrons uh thank you chad thank you jordan uh thank you miranda and thank you elisa thank you guys for being patrons being early adopter patrons uh some of our first tier. so thank you guys thank you to all of you listening and that's it for me so thanks everybody do what's fun Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I have brought you here, Marjorie, because I could tell from your aura that you are one who wants to help those you care about. And one of the people that you care about most is in danger. Yeah, but we were just going to take him to the wood switch. Maybe she would help him out? Are you talking about, like, how he's gross now? I speak not of these superficial looks, but of something much deeper. Your friend is not whole. Oh. 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 Well, you could kind of say that, but anybody couldn't, yeah. Well, I suppose that's true, but this is, I guess, a little bit bigger of a of a of a break. It's affected us here in the elemental plane of air. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm down to help. Now that you've been cued into where you are, you're looking around beyond just the brilliant sky, and you see just this never-ending horizon of sky and dotting throughout it these puffs of clouds, and some of these clouds have different landscapes of of a sort in them. Uh, most of them are built out of what seems to be cloud or, or crystal or ice. Uh, some are, are more fluid and water. There are, are the occasional dark storm cloud. Uh, with lightning clashing in it. But nowhere do you see anything that appears to be land. Uh, There's no dirt or ground uh, or earth of any kind. Everything is built out of something uh, either cloud-like or or crystalline. Uh, Cool. (laughs) uh, It's lots of whites and blues. Mm -hmm. Until Kerflippe takes another hard bank uh, and drops uh, a few hundred feet, it seems like, before leveling off. And you can see off in the distance, uh, Fletch, as Fletch. Oh. He is fighting off a handful of gross flying bat-like creatures, but with like legs and bodies. Uh, they're like small, nasty-looking men with bat wings and like weird demon-like faces, but they're only a couple feet tall. 
uh, and they're fluttering around him and they're harassing him and they are fighting him. So Fletch, mm. you are fighting these creatures. You are yourself. There's four of them surrounding you. What do you do? Uh, I use gust of wind <laughs> to blow them away. Can I use? Can I use any magic? In yeah, this? you're you're as far you're you've. We're picking you up in the middle of this. This is like you're. This is like you're joining a dream in the middle of it. Okay. So you feel, even though, uh, even though you're just kind of registering what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, you feel as though you've been fighting these creatures for a while. So oh, gotcha. you know that you have all of your abilities, and you are you. Okay. They're hovering above me, or just around. They're like me? around you, eye level, a little bit above. They swoop down to get at your legs and stuff. But you're also standing on a disc of earth with like grass, and plants, and stuff. Okay. Is that, that? Oh, that's floating. That's floating. So you're. How, that's like under your feet. Mm. And Marjorie, this is the only land that you see. How big is it? Uh, let's say it's it's like an like a eight foot disc, eight foot eight feet in diameter. Pretty so small. pretty small. Yeah. Um. It it appears to only materialize wherever you're going. Uh, oh, like okay. anywhere you step, there's land underneath your feet. Okay. Um. And when you use gust of wind, these creatures definitely just fly around it. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I want to arm myself with my short sword. I would like to take some swings at these things. Okay. Roll an attack roll. Twenty. Yep. That'll hit. Uh, dirty. Or D- uh, dirty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That definitely hits. Get away from me, you gross things. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> roll, what roll the damage. Heck? Oh yeah. Roll damage. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. Fifteen. You spotted this thing uh, slicing off one of its wings, and it tumbles into a never-ending uh, story. <laughs> it just plunges in a never-ending drop uh, out okay. of sight until eventually disappears below you. Uh, you have another attack. Yeah, there's, okay. there's still three of them har- harassing you. What do you do? I'm going to do another short sword attack. Oh, eight. Eight will miss. Yeah. That feels like a dream. Like, I just, oh, I can't even hit him. You swing through the air with your sword, and one of these creatures uh, nimbly uh, flies out of the way of your attack. Mm-hmm. One of them spits a cone of blinding dust in your direction. Uh, make a uh-huh. dexterity saving throw. 25. This dust doesn't affect you at all. The other three are going to uh, swipe at you with their nasty, nasty little claws. Yeah. Two of them just scrape harmlessly at your armor, but one of them will a 18 hit you. Um, yes. One of them connects, raking you across the face for oh. a little bit of damage. You take four as you feel these tiny little claws uh, bite in your flesh. Uh, Margarin, this is the scene that you and Kerflippe come across. What do you do? Kerflippe, what are those things? Those are dust methods. They are a plague upon our world here. So they're tiny little bitches? Yes. <laughs> cool. Margarine uh, leaps off of Kerflippe. Oh. <laughs> With Kerflippe. Excellent. <laughs> With her flippe. <laughs> uh, brandishing her radiant knife to stab at one. Great. Make an attack roll. Okay. 22. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. Eight on the sneak attack. Mm-hmm. The knife is four. And then the radiant damage is four, so eight total. So 16. Yes. Yeah. You come down uh, with your blade, bursting through uh, <laughs> this small-bodied oh. creature. <laughs> um, I want to land like Thor. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> like, like you just burst through its tiny body, basically severing it in half, mm-hmm. uh, and you land on the tiny little pot- plot of land in front of Fletch. So Fletch, now suddenly, not only are you in this weird dreams dream world, 
uh, as far as you know, but Marjorin has just appeared bursting through a little bat creature being pursued by a dragon. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) what the heck? Is happening. I'm here, buddy. We're gonna rescue you. That's Kerflippe. These guys are bitches. Kerflippe and bitches? Uh-huh. What is... I'm so confused. I feel like I'm me, though, but I'm not because I'm a... My body's a root, but you I'm me. You good. Thank you. I feel taller and I feel regular. <laughs> like bowel movement-wise? Yes, yes. <laughs> I can have actual correct bowel movements because my insides are properly aligned. Uh, must be nice. Oh. <laughs> For the two seconds I've been here, it has been. <laughs> uh, let's say it's Fletch's turn again. So you've got two uh, little gross Mephit guys mm-hmm. uh, still around you, buzzing at you. What do you do? Yeah. I'm going to take out my Stormtail bow because I've had enough of their shit. Their little BFGs. Oops. Um, eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, eight's not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Right, one more try there. And there you go. Yeah. Uh, 21. Yeah, that will. Yeah. Uh, 15. Yeah, it obliterates one of these things in a uh, lightning bolt, uh, the cry of which echoes throughout this vacuous space. And it definitely catches the attention, the Stormtail bow catches the attention of Kerflippe, oh. uh, who eyes the weapon with a keen interest uh, as he arcs back around to rejoin you two. Uh, it is going to be the final Mephit's turn. Will a 15 hit you? If I have my normal armor class, then 15 is my armor class. What do we do with ties? I always forget. Normally it goes towards the towards player. The, the, yeah, yeah. So you're fine. Okay. Just a glancing blow. These guys are pretty... They're, they're more annoying than anything else. So just a scrape against your armor once more, and a little gross like... <laughs> <laughs> Margarine. All right. Same thing. Uh, Radiant knife. I'm going to turn around, try to hit. Yeah. 17? Yeah. Great. Sneak attack, because I can always do that. It's six, seven for the actual damage. 14? Yes. Good enough. Great. (laughs) You just slice this thing just from tip to tail, and its two halves uh, fall to the ground beneath your feet, and it's it's really gross. It's like... um, it's like an overcooked fish carcass. Because oh. <laughs> it's inside. Ooh. It's very empty, almost hollow. Yeah. Yeah, and this little dusty, like, puff <laughs> escapes from it. Don't breathe that. Because <laughs> you might turn into one of these things uh. with the way things are happening. <laughs> I get behind <laughs> Fletch. <laughs> Her flippe now flies over to you and appears to create a, a kind of, like, cloud perch on which that he he's so he like, cool <laughs> he like yeah. posts up uh so he does not join you on the uh little square of land beneath your feet there would not be room for him he's considerably large yeah uh longer than why you know like a more of a asian ty- style dragon mm-hmm. than like a european style mm-hmm. i've never heard him describe like that yeah they're long no, mm-hmm. yeah, like the Japanese are dragon. long and thin yeah 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 like spirited away, like a, yeah. like a haku. That is a very good mm-hmm. touchstone for yeah, yeah, yeah. for Kerflippe. Fletch, I, uh, I might have touched you while you were sleeping, and then like this guy came out of you and brought me way up into the sky. The dragon came out of you? No, of you. Me? Yeah. Well, of Rupert. Oh, so this is a dream. It is not a dream. Oh, this is real life. What? We are in a different plane of existence, concurrent to your own. Oh, I thought I was meditating. Well, you kind of are, and your your spiritual essence has joined us here on the elemental plane of air. Oh, I've, I've done it. 
<laughs> is this enlightened bitch? It's it, I think. Well, it's gross if it is. Yeah. Got gross old bad things. It is unusual for for people from your world uh, to find their way here without advanced magical studies, but there is something about you and that weapon that you carry that gives you some sort of connection to our world. What about oh. me? You're a special case. <laughs> <laughs> it's your hair. <laughs> there, there's a powerful magical aura around around this uh, young man that I believe has something to do with, with where he's from and his family's connection. No, I understand that, but I asked about me. Yes, you, you, your aura... Uh, was much more. It just wanted so badly to to help, and and it, it there was so much caring that when I felt that that this one here was in trouble, and I looked around, I I found your spirit. Okay, so like it, I don't have some surprising kind of familial lineage that gave me the power to ascend into the the land of air. I think your inherent care is what did it. So it's not. It's, Anyone can care. <laughs> but yours is so strong for me. I didn't know that. Well, of course, Fletch. You've always been there for me. Wow. Even though I call you Flack like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Stormy works. Stormy. Storm. Yeah. That's my that's my nickname sometimes because one of our other party members has a uh, name that's pretty close to mine. It's so close, and I mess it up all the time. So I started calling him Stormy for me to not mess up, and then I still mess up. Yep. I can see how that would be confusing. That's why dragons all have very long and intricate individual names. <laughs> yeah, is it just like one one long name, or do you have a last name? Is it just I ha- my full name has about twelve more syllables. Oh boy! <laughs> see, it sounds like you come from a cool like l- heritage and lineage of important dragons. All dr- I just care. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you have something special about you on a different plane of yeah, existence. Yeah, I've been told that before. <laughs> Your princess is in another castle. <laughs> Apparently, my princess is right here. Oh. Kerflippe says, despite what we may or may not know about your lineage and your connection to magical things, I, I needed you to help uh, to help make this one whole. I could sense that there was something missing and broken about your friend, and it was to such a degree that he's come to this plane in search of answers without even realizing it. How does that make you feel, Fletch? Confused. All right. So what's up? What you? What's my bow? You said my bow is yes. Has a connection to this world. Yeah, there's something special about this weapon. Can I see it? And then Kerflippe turns into a person. Oh. Oh. Yes. He is Haku. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a not a young boy, but a but a, a man of about middle age. Okay. Um, dressed incredibly finely in these long resplendent silver robes. He steps onto uh, the land uh, that you have under your feet. Um, apprehensively, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a pause before he steps off of his like, cloud perch onto this land. You can tell that he's, he he's hasn't done this in focused like... about this. Yeah. Mm. And he asked to hold your uh, bow. Yeah, I hand it out to him. Uh, he takes it and he shoots you. No. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God! <laughs> Thank you for ending it. <laughs> I oh hate being Rupert. <laughs> now I'm whole by being dead. Uh, no, he takes it and he looks at it and he runs his hand across the uh, intricately made uh, shaft and the runes that are inscribed uh, within it, uh, and he says, "You are from the Stormtail tribe, are you not?" 
Yeah, I am. How'd you know? Uh, long, long ago, uh, my people came from this plane, and one of, uh, one of my ancestors settled near, uh, in the mountains near where your ancestors are from uh, and shared some secrets of the sky with them oh. uh, in order for them to combat uh, some of the more malicious creatures that were plaguing their lands. Uh, and you are a descendant of these people. Uh, so you have a connection to this plane, just as I do, uh, which is why, in a time of great trouble, you were able to bring yourself here, bring your spirit here. And I, I think that whatever is bothering you has something to do with, with this. And he's, he kneels down uh, and he touches the ground beneath your feet. This, this is something that shouldn't be happening here. This is, this is earth. This is ground. This is, these, these are plants. This is something that shouldn't really exist in this plane. There's Maybe it just really cares. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe it does. We, we, I don't know. Richard scuffs the ground with her foot. <laughs> <laughs> when you do and you pull back some of the grass, uh, like little flowers start to grow. Oh. Ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that we need to kind of investigate why you're, you have this plant control ability uh, in this plane of, of air. It doesn't really make sense. There is someone I think uh, we can talk to. We call him the Eye. Oh. And I think that he would have a, a, a special connection to you as well, Mr. Stormtail. He lives in a castle on a floating island, one of the only other places in this plane where you can find Earth. He has created this lair for himself, this home high, high up in the sky. If you make it there and you plead your case, he may have the answers for you. Well, how do we get there? Can we ride you? But you can't just ask a man if you can ride him. <laughs> yeah, oh. So you have to, like, lead up to it. Well, I, I did by saying, how do we get there? And then I just <laughs> said, can we ride you? Because I saw that he was a dragon. I guess technically that's true. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I did do it. It just might have been clumsy and fast. Well, you said yes. So. He did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to turn back into a dragon because it would be, I don't know if I could get both of you on my back like this. Well, yeah, I don't think you can fly Can you like fly that. like this? Uh, let's find out. And he steps off the ground or off the ground <laughs> and then just plummets. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why do we kill everybody that we talk to? You, this is a you thing. I didn't. You asked if he could fly as, a, as he was. I haven't killed like anyone I've talked to this whole time. Well, this is number one. Damn it. You hear like a deep uh, bellowing laughter behind you and you turn around and you see the dragon form of Kerfupe and he is like, ha ha, just kidding. I turned into a dragon and I'm fine. Hop on. <laughs> Zero for one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you are now riding Kerfupe, the silver dragon, through the elemental plane of air. Margarine, everything still smells amazing to you. This is all those sensory memories. Mm -hmm. um, you're just pinging around from like good memory to good memory as you as you fly through this good good air it's raising my mood what, am I, is anything happening to me while we're doing this what's weird about you fletch is that every smell that you're getting is very floral and earthy okay you're getting flower scents that you've never smelled before but you somehow know them you're getting mixtures of herbs uh like tea kind of smells that uh you can tell have different soothing and medicinal effects you, you you can recognize them by name even though this is knowledge you don't have oh interesting okay you're you're almost feel like you're tapping into something else 
um, that's that's not really part of you. But you're in this strange foreign place, so I don't know what you're making of it. But that's what you're getting. You're getting all of these like earth smells, these plant smells, mm-hmm. these nature smells. As you're flying through the air, there's this trail behind you of petals, uh, flower petals of all different colors. Weird. Did you buy DLC before we got here? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I installed it. And I just forgot about it. <laughs> it's a cool surprise. Yeah, hey. So you're flying for a little bit, um, and you see all these pockets of strange creatures flying around. Uh, they're, some are wispy, some are made out of ice or clouds or something, and they're just kind of doing their thing. Everything seems really nice. Uh, Kerflippe seems in like a pretty good mood, until suddenly you are attacked from behind. Um, there is a strike of some sort of dark energy that that flies past you. Ooh. This is so jarring because it stands out so bright against the uh, blue backdrop um, that there's this like dark black-purple beam that um, flies past you, and Kerflippe freaks out. This Ooh. is something that he is not okay with, and he takes evasive maneuvers, so uh, make a athletics roll to hang on. Okay. 12. 16. Fletch, you start to go. You start to fall. You start to fall off. Uh, Marjorie, you're fine. Oh, no. Um, You're still holding on to um, the silver scales that somehow feel so soft. (laughs) Marge, toss me your hair. (laughs) Okay. I let down my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Fletch, make an an acrobatics roll to catch the hair. 22. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. You grab the hair. Um, But Marjorie, make a strength roll to hang on to Kerflippe. Okay. Now that you're being jerked by the hair. (laughs) Oh my God. Where's my strength? Oh no. It's at the top. It's going to be athletics. Oh no. Seven. Oh, Oh, what? (laughs) I have inspiration. I'm going to use it. Use it, it, please. (laughs) Dream inspiration, because this is going to be bad if I don't. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Five! Five! Oh no! Uh-oh. Oh no! Clear dice, you've done me wrong! D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold.